Before the bloodbath begins, slither your way over to the host's socials. For the podcast, slash over to Twitter at the BHO underscore podcast. Instagram, the Baron's Hideout Podcast. Then stab over to Dean's Instagram at Dean of the Dead Hot Sauce. Listen to the show on your favorite apps and Patreon. Enjoy the sleigh and try to stay alive. For the next period of time, strap in as the hosts rip and tear at the unsuspecting guests, and which to learn their dark secrets and methods of the genre. In this bloodbath, no one gets out alive. This is within the barrens. This is Jason Eisner, and I am the director, co-writer, and editor of Kids vs. Aliens, and you're listening to the Baron's Hideout Podcast. Joining us today is the man behind Kids vs. Aliens with movies like Hobo with a Shotgun, VHS2 segments um, like the Slumber Party Alien Abduction, Tree Treevenge, and much more. So let's dive into filmmaking with Jason Eisner. Jason, thank you for being here, man. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's definitely a blast, and um, your film is batshit. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good. I'm glad you got to see it. Yeah, I mean, thanks to, you know, everybody who helps us get these screeners sometimes or just being yeah. able to be lucky with sometimes the theaters around us get the screeners and they're like, hey, we're doing like a secret showing of these movies. So we're able to go and see them. And uh, yeah. being able to see Kids versus Aliens is awesome. And especially for Dean, he's all the way in the UK. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yeah, man. It, it kind of it was kind of like a haunted house ride experience. Yeah. Film, man. That's kind cool. Of that's what it reminded me of. Yeah. Oh, that's I love great. Stuff like that. You're the first person to say that. And uh, oh, wow, cool. Yeah, that's like uh, definitely like a big inspiration for it, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, man. I'm a big lover of uh, scare mazes and screen parks, and I kind of I support that whole I support that whole industry, man. So yeah, whenever I same see here. any any movies like that, I love. You know, we recently yeah. spoke to um, Damien Maffei from Haunt. I love that movie as well. You know, just the whole idea of a, yes. a haunt a haunt going terribly wrong. But hey, yeah. that's no, like I, I love, uh, I'm the same way. Like I'm obsessed with like, uh, like haunts and like dark rides and like, yes. especially oh, yeah. like, especially home haunts and. Oh yeah. Um, that's super yeah. low budget. Like I'm going to be as gritty as possible. Yeah. Just like create. the family made ones where yeah. someone's creating their own like universe in their like garage or whatever. Like I, I admire I that, that so much. And like that, I always said that like on set, uh, I kept saying like, you know, we're trying to, you know, it's like let's try and make this like a haunted house like experience and yeah. we were shooting it at halloween as well too and um back home we have a bunch of cool like home haunts and so yeah we weren't shooting me and my friends are running off to you know go on haunted house rides so oh that's amazing yeah. have you ever been to any um houses over here in the uk no because i've never been there during uh the, oh. like the time period yeah 
You'd be, yeah, we, we've we got some really good, we've been up in our game every year, man. Yeah. And I came to, I've only, <laughs> I'm telling you, I've only recently just started doing American horns over in the States. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, we're on par. I, I really feel like we're oh, on par. Oh, that's great. That's <laughs> yeah. so cool. So definitely come and check. If you ever oh, I would. check any out, then I'll, I can, I'll give you a point. Yeah, some good I would love that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah. Awesome. And yeah, this movie definitely has that that feeling for sure. Yeah. Um, but before mm -hmm. we start diving into, you know, what you've been doing and kids versus aliens, I always like to kind of go back to the beginning. So, mm -hmm. Jason, where did filmmaking and, and writing and just the love of of the genre kind of begin for you? Well, it, I guess I would have to say it all started for me <laughs> was like growing up like skateboarding and uh, like I and probably in the like the seventh grade got into skateboarding heavily and then by the eighth grade I like I just did whatever jobs I could to buy my first video camera because I wanted to film skateboarding yeah and then when me and my friends were skateboarding I started filming like little skits and shorts and uh and then it was like at school like I had a hard time like academically and so I just like once I had the camera in my hand, I just convinced every teacher to let me turn every project into like a, a video project. And that's, that's how I got through school. And then, um, awesome. yeah. And then, uh, by the time I got to the 12th grade, my high school had seen me and my friends like running around with the camera and, you know, making projects or uh, videos for every project. And so they decided to develop like a film and video class. Oh, and, like, that it was, like, is awesome. Yeah, and it was like just so unheard of at the time. And uh, the guy who uh, ran it, the teacher, his name was Brian O'Grady. And uh, he was the art teacher. And he didn't know anything about filmmaking. And they tasked him with, you know, with this <laughs> program. And he still to this day was like the most inspirational person in my life. And uh he was like one of those like art teachers that I remember in art class, like kids trying to like get a rise out of him by like drawing something offensive, you know, like some crazy <laughs> Nazi stuff or whatever, you know, and, and uh, so they could get kicked out of class. But he would like point out like all the cool things in their work and oh, that's and, really I, cool. and I would see kids like he would leave their table and, the, and I would see kids kind of like you know, a little perplexed, you know, and, and maybe like think the see, you know, the potential and what, you know, they were doing. And, and he never like pushed, like, he never pushed his own like artistic aesthetic, like on us. He just like tried to get into like what we were into. And like, I remember like he told us about like, you know, Rob Rodriguez is like rebel without a crew book. Like he found yeah, that. Yeah, and, I read that. Yeah, and he, he found, like, Rodriguez's, like, short film they made with his sister. And so he sh I remember him showing that to our class. And, and it just felt like that was, like, a, attainable, like, that we could make something like that. And uh, and then from there, he, uh, he helped me, like, apply to a, a community college. Oh, wow. And um, there uh, they had, like, a screen arts program. And it was treated like a trade school so they taught you like how to you know use cameras and how to record sound and how to be an ad on set and be a gaffer and a grip and um oh, wow you know at a community college wow that's, that's yeah it's awesome. a sports program at nova scotia community college and uh, it's funny because like i've since then you know this is 20 years ago i've met people from 
all different kinds of like film schools and uh you know that and and that one program you know it was a small program but it, like so many people came out of it like working in the film industry and uh, i think like by the time we were making kids versus aliens we counted on the crew like there was like over two dozen people that also graduated like from the same program we're working on my movie that's awesome um, wow yeah and so that was like two years and it was awesome because at the time i don't know what it costs now but at the time when i went it was thirteen hundred dollars a year you know wow. to go to you know, like to go to college you know and so that's, like i yeah, that's cool. yeah. yeah, yeah like that's i good. made i made up for my my like my tuition and just one weekend's worth of like gear that i would take from the school to go like film my movies you know wow um so that like that was yeah definitely a huge uh part of my yeah growing up and then from there it was just trying to get jobs on movies and uh yeah <laughs> That's great, man. But that, that's that, the origin. <laughs> wow. I read somewhere that you, that you you remade this classic movie. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I read that somewhere that you did a you did a kind of remake of that, or you did your own kind of version. Yeah, of that, right. This is so funny. Like when I was eight years old, like I saw Beetlejuice, and I was obsessed with it. Like I Hell loved it so much, <laughs> and I, like I was scared by it, and just. You know, that's probably one of the reasons why I like genre stuff is probably because Beetlejuice, because it blurred, yeah. like, it just, for, like, you had the cartoon as well, too, and yeah. the movie, and it just, like, it almost felt like it was for kids in a way, and uh, funny side story, years, well, just to finish that, I had my dad, like, take his camera and help me i played beetlejuice and i was eight and, <laughs> you know i have no idea where that footage is but i uh it, that, that was the first time i ever thought of the idea of like you know making a movie or whatever uh but uh years years later when i'm uh doing the the post on hobo with a shotgun uh the i had to go to toronto to do all the post and while i was like editing because i was like stuck in a room for like four months like editing and and i was feeling kind of like down or depressed or something i just need something to just to, to inspire me and so i yeah. bought a beetlejuice like action figure that are the one with all the like swords and skewers sticking out of it oh like, okay I, yeah yeah i've seen that yeah, yeah. yeah I, I love that figure as a kid so I bought it and then on the way to the airport to go to Toronto, I picked it up from the post office. I landed in Toronto, get into the hotel, and I look up and there's Tim Burton and his friends no. like, sitting wow. like, in the lobby. Oh, yeah. Shit. And I was like, oh, this is so weird. Like this is like this is what like a pick me up, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I was like I was like, I got like a little sorry, go on, man. I'm oh, sorry. No, I was gonna. I was gonna say, do they have like a little dark cloud above them with like a goth, no, gothic you know rain what, kind of coming through? <laughs> they did look like uh, the like the fan, like you know those dinner table scenes of Beetlejuice where they yeah. bring their friends oh, over and they yes. all like look like just yeah. interesting. It, that's what it was like. Like they, everyone <laughs> who was with them was interesting and uh, seemed like a character. Yeah, and uh, so I. I he, like when he like got up i like went up to him and i was like man like this is gonna sound ridiculous but like i unzipped my bag and i was like i just i picked this up like on the way here as like you know an inspiration to 
just to help fuel me as I'm, you know, here in Toronto doing, you know, the posts on my movie. And he was like, oh, what's your movie? And I told him, and it's starring Rugger Hauer. And he's like, what? Like, you got Rugger Hauer? And, yeah. and uh, then he invited me to go. He had, like, an exhibit wow. uh, at the TIFF Lightbox there. And uh, I went and uh, saw that. And that was, like, super inspirational as well, too. So, anyways. Yeah. Wow, life can just do amazing <laughs> That's things. That's fantastic. I know. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. It was really cool. And it was cool that he was cool, you know? like Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that yeah, was humble, good. which you know, a really, lot of people he, aren't. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah. yeah. He really is a hero for so many people, isn't he, Tim Burton? And he's he's one of them sort of people that I always thought, God, I really hope he's a cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he seemed to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What was you mentioned Rutger Hauer? I mean, you've probably been asked this a million and one times. What was it like working with him? He's an absolute. Oh, I, yeah, I love talking about. It. I'm so uh, fond and to have such nostalgia for my time with him. Uh, mm -hmm. But working with him was like a. It was yeah. It was it was like a dream. It was um, it was gosh. It, we had like such like an emotional connection. It was like. It felt like this like emotional roller coaster with like a short short amount of time with somebody where we intensely got to know each other for like a few months, you know, like inside yeah. and out. And like uh, Rugger uh, was very like emotional and like like he could be like guarded, but like once you like like if he trusted you, like he would just uh, trust you with like um, a lot of like personal stuff too. And, mm -hmm. and we were always drawing on like personal uh experiences so uh yeah just to like to someone i grew up like loving and like um he was the first actor that like i saw in movies that i thought whoa like this guy everything he's in is cool like yeah like a, like a director like you want to track down their work i was tracking down his and and i just never would have thought and i like i remember when the distributors asked me like when we were casting like to make a list of your favorite actors. I put him at the top of the list thinking like, wow. kind of like just to sabotage it because I thought there was yeah. no way this is going to happen. Like the scratch it off and we'll get to something more realistic, like fast, yeah. faster. But yeah, yeah it's crazy. Wow. So that day one on set with him was like, holy shit. <laughs> oh <laughs> my, <here>. okay. <laughs> this is amazing. So on the first day we're filming and it's a scene where it's like, it actually was a great like moment for him to get intro in the world. It's like him literally like walking into this town and there's burning barrels and <laughs> and uh, it's when he's seeing this guy like this filmmaker like exploiting like homeless people and <laughs> and uh, and there's just like garbage like everywhere. There's just like production design just brought all this garbage and uh, while we were setting up the scene. I'm stressing out like so hard because it's like it's snowing, which it's like not supposed to. And uh, and, uh, you know, it's the first day of my first movie and it's fucking Rugger Hauer. And and uh, and I look in the corner of my eye and I see Rugger like like kind of looking around and then he goes and he like grabs like a piece of rope and he ties it to like a stake in the ground and he runs it over to this like ru rusty like propane tank i'm like what the hell is he doing and then, <laughs> and then he like steps away and then i see the writer my like best friend john like john walks on set with the set like the script he's like hey guys and hits the wire and oh, goes man. flying over like topples over 
And I look over, and Rugger is like standing over in the distance, like laughing. He's like, asking. "Oh wow, he's a practical joke." Yeah, just like he's just like, yeah. I was like, "This is what we're in for." Like, this is that's crazy. awesome. This is crazy, yeah. Wow, very, very, very cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, I guess um, to talk about some other things before we jump into uh, kids versus aliens is talking about the short segments that you had in ABCs of Death and VH uh, VHS two. What was it like, you know, providing for those films? Because those have gone on to be huge, huge successes, and people love those films. Mm. Yeah, well, um, I've always loved, like, anthology movies, and, you know, those were, like, a great way to kind of just, like, explore some, like, ideas and experiment, you know? And, um, uh, like, with the Slumber Party Alien Abduction short for VHS 2, at the time... Like, I I was really inspired to do, like, an animal perspective movie, but, like, within a horror genre, you know? Okay. Like, I, I love Babe, and I love uh, Babe 2, um, and I loved uh, this movie called uh, Le Bear, which is this French movie that's all from the perspective of, like, a baby bear. And okay. uh, and that's, like, so thrilling. There's, like, no dialogue in it or anything. Uh, but uh, – and – so I, was, I love like animal perspective movies and i also love like ride uh films like back okay, to the future yeah. ride and uh stuart gordon's aliens ride oh. uh where it's like you know it's a fixed perspective that's going yeah. through the environment but your like mm -hmm. seat moves like with it uh mm -hmm. so i was like i want to do something like that like for the screen and it's like so i thought oh i'll be like you know, we'll be, it's like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids where we're hanging on to the back of a dog. And it's like <laughs> yeah. he's watching as his family is getting abduct abducted by aliens. And uh, so, yeah, that was cool because, like, there's no way in hell anyone would allow me to make that into, uh, like, there's no way any studio or place that they heard that pitch would, you know, ever greenlight something like that. But, they you should. know, the, pro <laughs> the producers at v on VHS were like, they were just like, yeah, do what you want. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. VHS2 was great as well. Uh, um, oh, was it Gareth, Gareth Evans? Is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Timo. Yeah, yeah they're, uh, their segments said, like unreal. Oh, that's man. A, the Gareth, yeah, the Gareth Evans ones was badass. I remember I discovered, um, so one December, my girlfriend put together a, a list for every day of December of uh, Christmas horrors to watch. And that's where I discovered Treevenge. Mm. <laughs> she came oh, up yeah. with that one. I was like, where did you find this? <laughs> it was great. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That I, gosh, what did I, I did that in 2008. And that was like the short film that like really yeah. helped me like get people to uh, pay attention and to, uh, to help me finance my first feature film. Like, right. It, yeah. Yeah. Killer trees, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, man, you can't go wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, that's all from, I, I grew up in a home that loves Christmas so much. And uh, yeah. and I just like, like my mom goes like so intense on Christmas. And I thought like, man, it must be so weird for a tree. And it's like the quiet woods <laughs> yeah. to just get abducted and like brought into my mom's home. And like we're, you know, all yeah, these yeah, humans yeah. are decorating it and Christmas music is playing it's got to be the weirdest perspective and now christmas your... horror is like way bigger than it's ever been like everybody's putting out christmas horror films so you need to come back yeah and do a second one <laughs> i do i'm writing a christmas horror movie right now oh. so oh yes maybe that will get made uh but yeah i love them uh i love christmas movies and i love especially christmas horror movies so uh yeah, yeah the more the merrier hell yeah 
All right. Uh, Dean, do you have any other questions before we start asking uh, kids versus aliens ones? I want to make sure you get all those ones out of the way. Um, no, man, we can, we can leave into all right. that. All right. So now we're going to start asking you about the new movie. Um, mm. So I was reading up that this is actually supposed to be loosely connected to Slumber Party alien abduction. Mm-hmm. Um, so how, how did you turn that into this? Because it's way different. Yeah, well, I didn't want to do the same thing that I did on on Summer Party Alien Abduction. And it's been like 10 years since I made that short. So I have like all new like influences. Uh, but I guess like to get like for me, like what got me excited to like to take that concept and and blow it up more was just like I had spent like years, the past number of years, like developing like other studios uh like properties and ips and like and um and some some of the ips are things that i love like from when i was a kid too and but when you spend like a bunch of time on it and you just see and those never come to fruition you walk Mm -hmm. away with nothing you know you don't own any of those ideas so like for me i just like i had been fantasizing for years about making movies that i guess like like I always love, like I love like uh, like toy lines. Like I'm a big fan of like the yes. toy lines that I grew up with, like Masters of the Universe and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And oh, my son Masters is obsessed and- with TMNT right now, man. He's oh, got so great. many toys. Gosh, I just, I see, like I love that it lives on, you know. And so for me, like that's my dream is to make things that could do that in my own like universes and my own like IP that I feel like could be a sandbox for kids to like play with you know, for generations to come, or I could make more movies in them. And so Kids vs. Aliens, to me, like, it has this big, expansive universe to it um, that's, like, you know, you see bits of it in in this first one, but, like, we're teeing up so much more that could happen. Like, our dream is that we could make, like, more of these. Um, And so we've left left a lot of breadcrumbs in this movie to just, uh, to hopefully spark people's interest you know as to you know wanting more from this universe so oh yeah. yeah so there is a potential uh sequel to this is what you're saying if the if people watched it and talked about it and the uh, the financiers wanted to make it happen there's Hell nothing yeah. more i'd rather do like that's I, I'm, like my dream <laughs> i'm saying like before like it's even like out for everybody to watch, I say yes. <laughs> yes. It's so thank fun. You. Um, no, I, thank like, you. Dean and I were talking about this too. And it, what I think I love about it so much is like, because I grew up like watching a lot of like, you know, 90s TV and early 2000s TV and shows mm-hmm. like that, like, you know, got goosebumps, are you afraid of the dark, even like Power Rangers. There's a little bit of that in here too with the, yeah. with the, um, the making videos at home. Mm-hmm. So like, what was it like trying to, you know, not really rip on it, but like to make it something from modern day? Yeah, like, for, like, I'm like very cautious of like, uh, wanting, like, or making something that like, it's just um, like, I, I, like, no matter what I do, people are going to watch the movie and be like, oh, it's like an 80s, like kids movie, you know, but it's like, 
sure it's got the spirit of those movies but i yeah. wanted it to be a movie of today it's like it's not it doesn't take place in the 80s and mm -hmm. you know it's like a, for me even though it's in my like in the universe of my films it's a very modern like story and i wanted kids today to be able to watch it and be able to connect with it and you know hopefully they think it's cool and um so yeah i was it's something i was very cautious of and just uh and for me like it it took just like uh, uh like i'm always leaning on the kids and i'm always trying to stay <laughs> i'm always trying to protect the kid inner kid and me and and um and try to uh listen to like a younger uh voice to see that you know hopefully that i'm doing something that um uh attracts their attention and like to yeah like and i'm i like for me like i i feel like um I like the way my like attention span works for stories and everything I think is probably similar to a lot of kids of this generation and so <laughs> I want my movie like it, it like my work like it moves fast and it's like yeah. every scene and just like you know I don't like I don't want people like or even myself to get bored for like a second of what's happening so it's a uh, it's pretty full-on <laughs> oh yeah for sure um do you like I'll let you throw a couple it, yeah, it's super colourful as well. I love the colours. Thank super, you. Super, super colourful. Uh, I love stuff like that. Um, what was the kind of inspiration behind the costumes? Because you had like the kind of Legion of Doom shoulder pads. and I can yeah. tell you, you can kind of tell that you, you're into like figures and that kind of that kind of stuff. Oh, so totally. You, yeah. Did you did you have a lot of input in kind of the look of the costumes or did you have some? Yeah. No, absolutely. I actually, um, like we couldn't afford to like get like any... Uh, like graphic designers or any artists to do like concept work. So <laughs> in the spirit of the movie, I did like my own like drawings that like just kind of look like uh like kids drawings. And I had this like little like sketchbook where I, you know, oh, hell yeah. I would draw them out with like colored pencils and oh, stuff. Oh, that is so you know? sick. Wow. Um, That's better than anything I could do. <laughs> oh, <th> <laughs> me too. Um, and so, yeah, I would like, I would, uh, I would just daydream about like you know ideas for like wow, what, the, what wow. they could look like and you turn that into uh, real life, man. Yeah, you, yeah, you need to like publish that book right now. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. like this is like the 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 kids and uh, you know when they're making their movie and the opening. You that know, is uh, so sick. Hey, man, kids versus yeah. aliens coloring book. We need it. That'd be oh, cool. Yes. That'd be awesome. That's a good idea. Yes. Um, so like one day I like came into set and or uh, to the like the studio and. Uh, and they uh, they had stolen my book, and uh, they just uh, they photocopied it, made scans of it, and I saw it like just oh, wow. all over all over the walls. And um, that's so awesome. And uh, they wow. just started pulling inspiration from them, and uh, and obviously you know like the pads that they the kids wear are very much inspired by like the Road Warriors, and um, I always <laughs> felt like uh, because like. Um, like for me, the first storytelling I did was with my action figures and uh, like whenever it comes time to like make design a character, I feel like they got to they got to look as cool enough to be an action figure. Like, yeah, uh, that's kind of how I go with uh, <laughs> with the costume design is like, let's use like the color combinations and um, that would like be attractive to like a kid. Like how like I, I try to like study how like other like artists or other um like art forms would like use color combinations especially to like get the attention of kids and 
uh, growing up with um, with like wrestling was like a big part of that because uh, they like they in the eighties when they were designing all their characters they would use these like color combinations that they knew would like attract a kid's attention on the action figure on the shirts yeah. on the everything all the merchandise that they were making yeah. and so I remember finding like long time ago like the some of the sketches they would do for the characters uh, for the wrestlers and with their costumes and they would have like the color swatches like oh, you wow. know like yeah. up on the top as well too and I and when I saw that that was right before like hobo with a shotgun like I went to my costume designer at the time Sarah Dunsworth and just told her like let's do this like this is our this is going to be the way we do costumes like in our movies is use the same mentality <laughs> Oh, wow. That's awesome. Dean, I think you even had a, a question about action figures, right? <laughs> action figures? Yeah. Asking oh, if you I've wanted them so many to be ones. action figures for this movie, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, I think, yeah, I think, Jason, you kind of touched on that earlier <laughs> on about, you know, merch. Yeah. You're going to get it made. There's so much merch. That, well, I had to see what well, I was actually going to say, because the score is badass. Like, the oh, score yeah. The yeah, that too. Um, and it, some of it reminded me of, like the old Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game. Like, oh, that's, great. yes. Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's, a, um, that's yeah and you're you, you're pulling out like the deep cut uh like you're finding you know the stuff that's in our soul it's a bit of me man that's what i mean as soon as i watched yeah. it i was like i can totally you probably know some of those key from. sounds from that arcade game that you know i've, I've got hits, it downstairs like, yeah, well, yeah. Oh, actually, yeah i have it on my uh I, oh, my oh, stepfather just bought the uh, the uh, cabinet with all the games in it. So every time I go oh, yeah, over, over there, I'm playing it. So, yeah, I can definitely hear that. Yeah, and I've, <laughs> so I've got a, an old uh, jammer um, cabinet with a jammer. Oh, I can't talk properly. Sorry, I've got an old cabinet with a jammer board. That's 650 games into your life. I've got one of those, yeah. too. Turtles, one and two, Robocop, oh. Moonwalker, man. Have you guys... Play the new Ninja Turtles game that just came uh, out. Shredder's Revenge, right? Yes. Yeah. It's fun as hell. Especially so with good. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't. So, so oh, you gotta. I haven't it's played so it. Digging, we gotta play digging it together. That... <laughs> we'll, we'll do it, man. We'll do it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm digging, digging that pleasure chest in the back. Oh, yeah. It's a, <laughs> it's, it's a claw machine. Yeah. That's great, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the, the score. So Andrew Gordon McPherson, I think. Yes. The name of um, yeah. Is there any plans to release that on vinyl, man? That'd be I would hope so. We want to. That's that's something we really want to make happen. We spent so much time on the score, and the score is like, for me, the movie is like a musical film. And we, there's not a, like a frame in the movie without music, really. And um, like when we were in development, Andrew was like sending me music and while I was shooting and I was playing yeah. it on set. And then we had always like wanted to work with like, an orchestra. And so we were able to hire like an orchestra to, yeah, you know, dude. do, do the music. Yeah. And that to me is like one of the most like rewarding, like best feelings. And uh, yeah, just like, I, those are my favorite songs when they're just like very orchestrated yeah. and epic. And yeah. Yeah, man. He oh, did yeah. a great job. Yeah. So, so yeah, merch for this movie, man. Action figures, video games. <laughs> I love all it. All the vinyl <laughs> color, Coloring book. Yeah, that air first coloring book. And you need a hot sauce as well. If you need, you need uh, a hot sauce. Yeah. yeah it would be like that burning slime. Sauce. Yeah. That's a good idea. Right. Yeah. So, so, no more. We'll talk. We'll talk. Um, so, Dustin, over to you, dude. <laughs> all right. Um, so, I wanted to ask you, what was it like, you know, working with younger actors because usually your your films of, of past have you know dealt with like older people so mm -hmm. what was it like having to handle 
these, <laughs> these crazy kids. They yeah. were really good. Really, really. Oh, good. awesome. Yeah. Like uh, most of them are from my hometown, which was great. And, uh, and two of them, uh, Dominic plays Gary and Asher plays Jack. They were from Vancouver. Um, and we found them from do like just watching hundreds of tapes across Canada and um like working with the kids for me like i love it like personally i prefer it to the working with adults uh because like with kids it's just like i don't know there's like no like for me there's there's like there's no egos yet <laughs> really yeah, yeah, and, yeah. like and less uh, intense, yeah. yeah it's less intense and the kids like you know want to have fun and i want to have fun and like i'm you know i just like i especially with this movie like i'm just like i'm trying to like you know, I'm trying to pull out the inner kid in me as too, and so I just feed off that, like with the kids, and and um, and. But the, I guess like the only challenging part is just, it's working around the like, you know, the schedules of it all, because obviously you can only work with them so many hours a day, uh, and they have to you have to homeschool as well too, right. and and so like every week you have to like bank like bank all these like homeschooling hours <laughs> and if you don't it's like huge like penalties wow. um and so like if you like uh like for me constantly it was like if i'm shooting like if i have a scene with the kids i would have to figure it out like okay we have to get this kid into like so much tutoring today so how should i shoot the scene for like to get them in like what I need them for the most and what I don't need them to. Yeah. And so I found that was most of the challenge for me. was just figuring out the puzzle of the schedule to yeah. best be to, so I could be as creative as possible within those limitations, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but I, I loved working with them. And, and uh, like I said, I, I, like, I always try to like, keep like a, like try to keep like a the set like a safe space for like especially for kids to like yeah. feel like they could have fun and like bring any idea to the table and it would be like welcome and you know they could be themselves and like because i can just only imagine how like intense it could be for a kid and like yeah. i remember even for me coming up in the film industry like just how scary and intense it was for me and still is to like this to this day and so I'm just like so cautious of that, and hopefully, you know, like my my hope was that the the experience that the kids and everyone would have from making the movie would be so good that they would grow up like you know having mm. nostalgia for it, you know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, exactly. It must be really hard, tough for them as well, I guess, because they're you know they're they're acting, they're slipping into a character, and they're kind of immersed into this you know world on set and then i've just got to switch that off and go to do some math you know and then, i know <laughs> totally. that's like, the craziest thing and then and then and then get back into it again and it's yes. just that's a sign of a really good actor i guess of, oh totally you know, yes sometimes it would literally be like they're gone for 15 minutes or a half hour you know yeah. and then they come back and it's like how are they yeah. even learning anything yeah like... <laughs> they just want to get it done and go right back on set they're like yes yeah, yeah, do it yeah, and yeah. i'm going <laughs> yeah totally the guy, the, guy, the guy that played billy was great as well he's his character yes. was such an asshole wasn't it the character yeah he played, he played it so well what a good looking guy as well he yeah really really i well tried cast. really hard to like him i really did and then i was like no as soon as he <laughs> no. started doing those other sign things, of a great like, actor though man because he played <laughs> yeah. He played a like an asshole so well. Like he's I, so yeah, brilliant. he's so great, and he's the nicest guy in real life. And so yeah. it's so funny, like you know, to see him, 
you know, play that. And I've been at film festivals with him and people had seen the movie and then they would see him and they'd be like, you <laughs> asshole! Like, oh. you know? <laughs> Poor Sam! Like, no, Poor he's, Sam. yeah, he's a nice guy. He's so nice. Yeah. yeah. You hear yeah. about that with a lot of actors over here, like in soaps and they go to yes. the supermarket and they play like a bad character in a soap and everyone's like, I can't believe you did that to Peggy. I, know. <laughs> I didn't write it. Don't yell at me. <laughs> yeah i love uh, it uh, <laughs> so uh another thing i wanted to ask you because this this scene's pretty pretty intense um without going into like anything spoilerly is um the water scene how is it like having to do filming in water and, and in the surrounding areas yeah well i grew up on the water and so i like i've always loved like shooting on the water it's never like been uh, like something i've been intimidated by um but uh it you know it does have its challenges and when we wrote the movie we wrote it to take place in the summer and then just the nature of the production it kept you know getting pushed into december and so i'm having to do all oh, these no. water sequences with the kids in like you know below oh, zero man. like temperatures you know and uh that was like stressful for like the production you know for sure but um once like one kid did it it was like for all the other kids it became kind of like it's like when you're a kid and there's like that thing you're not supposed to do like go swimming in the winter you know like you're not <laughs> supposed to do that but if an adult was like you know when you're a kid like let's go jump in the water in the winter you'd be like oh that sounds kind of exciting in a way you know <laughs> and so they all got like really into it and really excited about doing it and it almost was like a rite of passage or something you know to, or something to brag about like they definitely were like yeah jumped in the water yesterday you know like, <laughs> like they wore it like a badge of honor so uh but yeah that and then we had like a we went to a tank and got to do some stuff like underwater where the tank is like you know it's warm water it's, yeah. uh, and uh and that was cool um I, I would just i'd love to do more like uh i always wanted like i had a dream like years ago to make like an underwater haunted house movie and um and tried to get that made uh and and uh it never never came to be so any opportunity i can get to like shoot a little thing underwater like it just helps me kind of exercise some of the stuff from from that movie <laughs> hell yeah you see there's there, there's one out actually called deep house have you seen that Oh, I saw I saw the trailer for it, and I was when I saw it, I was like, "Damn, that's like you know more or less." Mick like, Jagger's, yeah, Mick Jagger's so, son in it, yeah, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I, I probably don't necessarily need to make the movie now. No, 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 do it anyway. You definitely do, man. You definitely do. <laughs> do it, do it. But it looks cool. It definitely looks cool. The I mean, uh, the the ship design yours. too <laughs> that you have in this film is really really cool looking oh like, cool like that i want as a toy that needs to be a toy if you're gonna make anything make that and have oh, it <laughs> yes yeah that's yeah that that was you know the inspiration behind it is like what would be the like play set you know that you could do something like that and the centerpiece of the inside the ufo we call the the slime throne where the aliens <laughs> melt life forms mm. down to use their skin as a as fuel for the ship and that's um, such a creepy thing too just hearing that and them, and them saying that in the film too it gave me chills i'm like oh dude oh, you don't good, hear yeah. them say that in, in films yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that was like inspired by like when i was a kid like my favorite play sets like had like a slime set you know like yeah. ninja turtles had the flush-o-matic 
Oh yeah. And uh He Man had the slime pit and uh Yeah. And so yeah, I needed to have like the slime set that would be in the play set of the universe of, of the movie. Oh hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dean, do you have anything else you want to throw? I think I already yeah, pretty much all of mine. Well, I was going to say that how much of yourself is in this movie, but I think you've definitely <laughs> explained that. But <laughs> like, any, you know, yeah, all, all, all of it, man. It, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, like, like for me, like, uh, there is a lot of myself and the co-writer John Davies and I. Uh, we've known each other since we were five years old, and so we've uh, gone all through school together, discovered our love for like filmmaking and all the shenanigans with the kids and the sister are based on real life things that me and John used to do with uh, my sister mm. and our siblings. Uh, but also too, like I'm very inspired by like the local folklore that we have like back home in Nova Scotia. And if you look this up, there's such a really cool story of a UFO that crashed uh, on the Southern point of Nova Scotia. It's I called the Shag, it's called the Shag Harbor UFO crash of 1967. And the very opening of my movie kids versus aliens pays tribute to that story where back then when it happened and this is all like real for real like it happened uh like a bunch of fishermen saw this like light crash into the ocean and they raced over there with their boats thinking that it was a plane that went down and maybe they could find survivors and when they got there there was no debris and there was just this glowing light coming from like the depths below and uh when i was a kid that story really fascinated me and uh someone in my family had like had worked in the navy and they heard all these rumors over the years as to what they heard happened there and uh so that like made me feel like it was real like that could be real that aliens were like could be like in my backyard but like i always love i like the idea of them being underwater like crash landing in the water and then you know coming up from the depths you know to then capture things and bring it down like yeah that always creeped me out the idea of that when i was a kid who knows what's in our ocean we still don't know (laughs) yeah there's like 95 percent of it still has yet to be uh yeah navigated so So who knows maybe your your spaceship that you created is down there (laughs) that would be amazing yeah (laughs) i'm pretty i'm pretty sure i saw some aliens in the water when i was in thailand there's some things in that water there oh wow yeah, I've always been afraid of like that, uh, like being in the water and that line in which uh, you can't see the bottom, and it's like, yeah. what? Oh yeah, down there. Yeah. Oh man, we we did a, a trip to Thailand a year, many years ago, and they they had these things called fire jellyfish. Um, and they said, don't go anywhere near them. You can see them because they're bright red, but uh, they basically, yeah. if they sting you, they make your feel like your body's on fire. Oh, yeah. Wow. And we saw one from uh, look off a boat. We looked down. I was like, "Holy shit! Look at this thing! It looked like an alien man. It was insane." Oh wow! Crazy, yeah, crazy, crazy. So yeah, alien, uh, jelly a jellyfish definitely is an alien. But <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> this thing scared the hell out of me. Sometimes I think that with octopuses too. They're just so yeah. like. Well, that's a funny yeah, world. Right. Did you guys hear about definitely. what the? I think it was the Russians that discovered in in Alaska or something. They discovered a new, um, like octopus. It's like some oh, weird wow. thing. And it, it, the way that they're talking about it, it's like this is the thing. It, it sounds oh. like it's something out of the thing. So when you when you're done with wow. this, go look that up, and you'll be like, "What the hell?" It's yeah, got a, interesting. a ton of legs. It's so creepy looking. Wow, some Whoa. good characters for the sequel, man. Yeah, yeah it could be. Go. Yep, <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> good inspiration. 
Oh yeah. Coloring coloring book and fire jellyfish. You want to see the next one? Oh <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Uh, but you know, Jason, this this was a blast. Um, I ran through all of my questions. You kind of answered um, what's cool. going to be coming next. So I'm very intrigued to you know keep an eye on your career even more. Um, oh, I was already you. kind of on the radar with you with like the shorts that you did and Hobo with a Shotgun. And as Dean said, with like Treevenge and whatnot. So I'm very, very excited for your future, man. Oh, very thank excited. you. I appreciate that. Yeah, hopefully if people like this movie, please be loud about it because I would love nothing more than to continue making more stories within this world. And like the sequel for this is so crazy. Like what we have planned for it. I am like, I'm like... I've been just like giddy about it while making this movie <laughs> and laying the like breadcrumbs for it. Cause like, yeah, there's nothing I would love more than to do that. So yeah. Yeah. And yeah. That's like another thing too, is like, you know how like years ago, like, Oh, we, no one wants sequels. Everybody wants a sequel now because yeah. the movies before set up such good stuff. And yeah. You see the second and you're like, it's even better than the first. Like that was so rare, you know, like 10, like, yeah, like even like 10, 15 years ago, super rare. Now, all of a sudden, yeah. the last like five years or so, like sequels have been killing it. So I'm, I'm excited for anything Kids versus Aliens, man. Yeah, I'm always like uh, one of my favorite movies is Ghostbusters 2. And, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, and I remember at the time, like people being like, ah, oh, it's not as good as the first one. But like, man, I've like, oh, I loved it. I, yeah, I, I'm just as fond of it as the first one. And um, I feel like that's a great example of a good, of a, like a really fun, like sequel um but yeah <laughs> i was obsessed i was obsessed with ghostbusters too man i remember oh, when that same. came out yeah i remember when it came out and we had like a local wimpy was just giving away ghostbusters toys we had this can it was like it basically it was a can of nothing if you open it up apparently a ghost came out yeah it was like a marketing thing but man you just that's fun that's so fun like that anymore but yeah no, really yeah fun. yeah that's that that like ghostbusters was a huge inspiration on kids versus aliens like like yeah. my part I, I asked my partner like someone asked me like what movies were you watching like during the making of it and i couldn't even think like i was like what was i watching and my partner was like you were watching ghostbusters you were watching <laughs> ghostbusters yeah. and reading about the making of ghostbusters and yeah. and i and uh that was something yeah like i love like the spirit <clears throat> in that movie where it's you know the camera angles are great and all like every shot's composed like really well but there's like this looseness within the frame and the performers you know it, yeah. like i always felt like like watching the especially the first one like to me growing up when i was a kid and i saw it it was like a documentary to me like i thought it was like almost real in a way yeah and yeah. um and i think part of that is because of the looseness of like those three guys on the screen so I tried to like do that as much as I could with kids, you know, like it's like, you know, have nice frames but let the kids like play like within them and, you know, allow for there to be room for like improv and that looseness like they have in, in Ghostbusters. Yeah, totally, man. Yeah. So yeah. Anything Jason Eisner right now, keep your eye out, everybody, because this <laughs> was a blast. Yeah, thank you for coming on and for everybody to help set this up. Dean, you know, as always, thank you for being here as my uh, my partner in crime. And uh, yeah, this yeah, was such a blast. Jason, yeah. Jason, I've just got to give you, if you don't mind, can you give a shout out to my friend Stuart? Because he's a mad fan of Dark Side of the Ring, man. He oh, yeah, us. totally. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah shout so. out Stuart, man. Yeah, yeah, he'll, lo- he'll love that. He'll love that, dude. Because I was still speaking to him before, and I said, We're not on there to talk about Dark Side of the Ring. And he was like, Ask him about this, ask him about this. I was like, We're not here. For that. <laughs> Another conversation. Huge, anything you want to know, he can, he can reach out. But yeah, he's a, uh, he's a big fan, so he'll appreciate that. So yeah, cheers, man. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, cool, we'd cool. love to have you back on too, Jason, anytime. Yeah, I'd love to too. Just Ghostbusters 2, we'll get you on there and just talk about that. Man, hey, you know? I'd be down to. I could go on forever about that movie. <laughs> It's my, uh, it's my one actually, well, maybe I have a couple movie traditions, but I watch that movie every New Year's Eve because I, I, I think it's the best New Year's Eve movie. Like, I know oh, people yeah. who time it up, like, I think it's like the time when the Statue of Liberty smashes through the library is when the yeah. clock strikes 12, like, in that oh, movie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> totally down. It's been so nice to meet you guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank yeah, you, you too, for doing man. this. And everybody Thanks, listening, please check out Kids vs. Aliens. It is going to be digital. Uh, and it's going to the select theaters too, correct? On January yep. uh, 20th. So You got it. Uh, this will be coming out that week. So uh, leading up to it, trying to get the hype going. Yeah. And I will be reaching out to my local theaters to make sure they get in their hands on this. Oh, sure. that'd be awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. So uh, Jason, thank you so much for being here. And we'll catch everybody next time. Right on.